Welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Talk Gen Z, a podcast created and produced by Gen Z. We are the future. So guys, let's talk movies. Yay! First off, do you guys have any favorite movies that you guys enjoy? Um, well, my favorite movie is Little Rascals. Um, me and my siblings, we would always watch it when we were little. It was like a little fun time classic movie. And we would always love the part where Alfalfa always had to hide his love from Darla. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I I haven't watched that movie, but that sounds really interesting. And I'll definitely keep that in my summer to do list. <laughs> in my case, I like Star Wars. I mean, it's a very, oh. I mean, it's, it's a very famous movie, you know, like, it's like more like a series of movies. I mean, sure, I have like various, um, you know, likes and uh, dislikes, depending on the series, you, you know, because it's kind of hard because Star Wars, you know, is, is more of a series. But anyway, let me get to the point. So the thing is that, you know, I pretty much am a huge fan of Star Wars. I have grown up with the series. And, you know, it's actually very nice that Disney, you know, continues on and just keeps making more and more of these movies and he's on the franchise, which is just a never ending stop of Star Wars. Like I always pretty much enjoy, you know, just seeing this story and this epic saga and how it all comes together. Sure, I have some agreements and some disagreements, but overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really cool. I, yeah, um, I actually haven't watched Star Wars yet, but that's definitely <laughs> my list. And then also like my literature, my English teacher, for Halloween, he dressed up as a Star Wars character. I think it's Tor. Like, oh. um, yeah, so that was interesting. Tor? Yeah, Thor, yeah. Thor, uh, Thor is Star Wars? Thor is wait. Marvel. Is Marvel? Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor is a Marvel character. Sure, they're owned by the same company, you know, Star Wars and Marvel, yeah. Marvel Disney, but they're entirely separate, you know, franchises and universes. <laughs> Thor, Thor yeah. is never in Star Wars. I know. Wait, who's that, like, grandpa dude? Yeah, so, in my case, my favorite movie is Inside Out, which is in Disney animation. Um, I really like the creative description of our inner side. They they described it as um little bubbles of like emotional bubbles, and I like the colors of it. And um, especially I really love the characters in there, like um Bing Bong, which is an cotton candy elephant. <laughs> um, um, so the Bing Bong was a um like imaginary friends of a of um of a young Riley which is an um the child and um this movie made us to look back on our childhood and our pureness when we were young so I really love the mood and the colors of it that's so cool yeah I also watched Inside Out uh I watched it like I think five years ago but I honestly could relate a lot because I also felt like the exact same feeling. So yeah, that's, right, that's right. a really nice movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my favorite movie is probably like Back to the Future. I literally like binge watched all three movies at the same time, same day. <laughs> because it's so cool. It's like about like innovation, flying cars, like anything futuristic. And they like go back to the, like they go back in time and then they go to the future like to see their kids and it's just so cool because it's like always so suspenseful and I honestly I honestly wish in our world to be like that 
someday in the future, like probably like 2030, 2040. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting movie. Okay, so um, what is the most weird movie you guys have seen? And why was it weird? Well, I, I could go first. I think the weirdest movie I ever saw so far was the Emoji Movie. Like, this film is weird in the fact on why does the Emoji Movie have to exist? Like, I, I mean, I don't know why. I know why it exists. Because it, apparently, you know, Hollywooders care about money and they just think that they could just pull in these suckers. But the thing is that, you know, to get the money. But the thing about the Emoji Movie is that it's, it's utterly very confusing because, I mean, you're just like, you're just staring at it, just looking at why this movie was made. Like, why, out of all things, it has to be emojis, and this film fails every single level. Like it, like the story makes no sense. I don't like the characters. The message is just all over the place. It's, it's just a very the best way to describe the emoji movie is that I know it's a bit old at this point, but you have to see this film for yourself just to understand about why this film is terrible and why I pretty much hate it so much. Like I remember that um, me and my mom. Uh, we went to like the theater to a, a few years back when it was, you know, back in theaters to see the movie. And we thought it was a huge mistake, but we decided to stick around to the ending and maybe, maybe things will get better. It isn't, it didn't get better. It just got worse. It's a living, it's like a train wreck. Like you want to leave, but you can't pull away. You want to see the impact. It's utterly very terrible. Like it's just perplexing. I could just go on, but that's all I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's kind of a pointless movie. Um, I watched it in the flight. Was not impressed at all. <laughs> so can I go next? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Um. Before I said, um, I'm not a big fan of a horror movie, but I watch it. A chalky. Do, do you guys know chalky? That doll. That doll things. The murder yeah. dolls. Yeah, I saw the weirdest movie when I was just like third grade when I was in elementary school which is really weird because I saw that movie in my friend's home and my friend's daddy showed us which is really weird I don't know why did he show that things to us we were very young then and so I watched it and that doll killed all the people without any reasons I thought it was really wow. really creepy and it's really brutal I cannot even I cannot even imagine a doll killing the people all the time. It's really weird and I hate the bloody colors and I can't even smell the bloody. Like, it was really weird. I cannot even sleep that after watching it. I don't want to see that movie again. It's really horrible. Wow. <laughs> I'll definitely not keep that on my to-do list. For me, I don't really have a weird movie, but I guess like I usually watch a lot of Indian movies and in those Indian movies, there's always like weird dances and like the musicals and all there. Like it just takes forever, literally occupies like one third of the movie. So I'm like, oh, when is this dance going to like end? When is this song going to end? <laughs> so I guess that's the thing like in all Indian movies, but some of them are really, really good though. So Wait, I want to say- yeah, Bollywood, yeah. Like, they would have so many dances, and, like, it would almost take, like, one-third of the entire movie. 
so that's what I don't really like. But other than that, usually the plots in Indian movies are pretty nice, especially the good ones. Have you guys watched Bollywood movies? <laughs> or no. is it just me? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't really watched a lot of weird movies, but have y'all all seen Ratatouille? Mm-hmm. Well, um, like, a few years back, I, like, came across this, like, weird, like, rip-off version. And it, like, the whole plotline was, like, messed up. And, like, the animation was, like, really funny. And, like, the whole story didn't make sense. But I just still watched it anyway. Precisely. It's Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I heard about this. I mean, they made a lot of interesting films. Like, for instance, there's actually The Little Panda Fighter, a ripoff of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> and, like, I'm trying to think <laughs> other, I'm not making this up. It's an actual film I heard about. And it, ha- it basically is, like, it, Benjamin Cueto is basically part of a group we call, like, Mockbusters. They essentially just make these rip-offs, like you described, like, Ratatouille, you know, rip-off of Ratatouille, in hopes of making, like, a quick buck. They pretty much just trick those grandmas, and they just, you know, give you, the, like, a, like they're, like, Ratatouille and thinking that it's Ratatouille or whatever. Oh, wow. I, I, let's just say I like to study bad films, and this is a very famous part of like, like awful media, like an awful media category. Yeah. I know I'm talking about, I'm kind of an expert on this. You should definitely like review films because that would be interesting to see your review on it. Yeah. Maybe one of the days I can get, maybe I can make a film review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Now, onto the deep portion of our episode. Okay, so um, have you guys seen any representation in any of the movies you guys watched? Well, I mean, in Star Wars, primarily, you know, like, there's no, at first, there's not much representation, at least in the, I mean, it depends on where you're looking at, because, I mean, in Star Wars, like in the original trilogy, there's not much representation unless you count aliens, but if you count just humans, much of them are just, sure, there's, like, people like Mom Afra and, like, Princess Leia, but they're usually just, like, white. I mean, sure, there was, Lando was in it, there, there was Lando, but that was primarily it, and then there was, and then after that, it was, like, representation in, like, the prequels, which was sort of better. I mean, sure, they had, like, some sort of representation, like, they had, like, Mace Windu, but much of the cast, you know, was just like overall like, Caucasian. Things didn't really get better until we got to like when, when Disney got Star Wars and then we just see like a whole bunch of representation. Like we just see in like, you know, like we got, we got like a bunch of um, like African-Americans, you know, got a bunch of Asians, like in the sequels, we got like Finn, we have Rose. We also have a lot of, it also, I think there was like LGBTQ characters in this film I'm trying to describe, but I think you can say my point because I think it's a fact, you know, that, you know, at first that there's like a bit of stagnation when it comes to representation in media. It isn't until very recently when we're seeing like this diverse set, at least. I know Star Wars isn't the best example, but it's the best I could provide. I mean, yeah, like in Marvel 2, like Black Panther, it's like a recent film too. And that got a lot of, um, I got a lot of attention because of all the African-Americans in the movie. Yeah, um, personally, I haven't really seen 
um, much representation in any of the movies I've watched, but yeah, that's kind of unfortunate, but definitely I hope to see more representation in the movies I watch. Okay, um, so are there any ne- negative impacts of the stereotypes shown in the movies? So in many of the movies that I watched, like usually like the, mm, I don't want to say this, but like usually the white guy is always portrayed as like the hero or like the suit like um the savior and whereas like the person dressed in black or like the black guy is always like portrayed as like the villain which is like kind of unfortunate because that kind of ties into our racism in our countries like in our world which is really unfortunate should not be portrayed in movies so like I feel like hopefully that gets better but for now like it's a little bad so yeah yeah that does make a lot of sense i mean you got to remember it's until very recently we're seeing like a bunch of representation in media because Mm -hmm. i'm going to say some things that are a bit triggering but it's best to important because we need to acknowledge the history of cinema so because the thing is that hollywood is very famous when it comes to a bunch of racism like all the way back you know to the beginning of hollywood like for instance you may be familiar with the jazz singer a film that is known successfully as the first you know film that uses sound what they don't tell you in those history classes though is that one of the famous most famous parts of the film involves how do i put this um the main character who is white by the way singing in blackface no i'm not making it up that is actually one of the most memorable scenes in the film and it is very very uncomfortable nowadays but keep in mind things were different it was like 1920s not helping the fact we also have you know racism also helping with the innovation of cinema like an example is including birth of a nation which is viewed as a technological marvel when it comes to innovating because much of the techniques that we see in modern day cinema and how you know like filmmaking originate from that film but the problem was is that it also was also has a reputation because the plot involving you know, a reconstruction of the South and also involve a bunch of glorification of the KKK and also involves all these African-Americans as these people who are going to overthrow society and going to be all these savage brutes. And that the glorious KKK comes to the rescue with their horses and they're able to save a white woman from being raped. No, I'm not making it up. And they also play white of like Ride of the Valkyries in that place. Also, a lot of other examples in racism mainly include, you know, like, for instance, we have like the modern day Western films, which also has a lot of unintentional racism, mainly stuff by John Wayne. John Wayne was a good actor, but keep in mind, things were different back then, and he's also kind of racist. Also, another thing was, I remember like an actor named Mickey Rooney, where he basically played like a Japanese guy, even though he was white. Yeah, that was actually a thing. My point exactly is that history, and also the fact that another factor we also have is also the things like the Hayes Code, which is like a bunch of uh, regulations set by Hollywood, which are different reasons. We can go different. We could talk about that later, but essentially, it is sent one of the rules, you know, on a bunch of racism. What I'm trying to point out is that his Hollywood and filmmaking in general, especially here in the United States, is connected to direct racism. Racism is an unfortunate part of the history of cinema here in the US. And it is time we have to at least acknowledge this brutal truth all the way back to those beginnings and its roots. Yeah, that's actually very, very deep. It is very, very true that all these like Hollywood, all these big like movie industries have a lot of racism and they've always had this racism, but hopefully this gets better. Right. 
I agree with that. And um, in the prospect of um, Asian, uh, I usually can I can often see that many Asian actors or actresses um are appeared as appeared as a bad role, like kind of um harassing someone or is really violent, like they usually appeared as um um like a role of villain than some um some kind rule. So I think this this kind of casting could induce um other people who watches this movies like um all the Asians are kind of bad and they usually have some bad um characteristics. So I think this could unconsciously induce people that Asians are bad because they do not usually casting Asians like um um kind role. I don't know why, but they do usually do. And of course, is um Hollywood is based in America, so it's really narrow for Asians to get casted by some um you know um the protagonist. So I think um we should give some more opportunities to Asians and all, all the other ethnicities so that everyone can get some fair opportunity to act in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Like usually the in the shows that I watch, the Asians or at least like the um yeah, like the Asian um the API, um, they're usually portrayed like in the whole like they're like the sidekick basically, they're partners with the like actual superhero, but like, they're never the superhero. So like <laughs> like why is that, right? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's very sad, but Uh, Natalie, you you have anything to add? Um, well, I mean, in a lot of movies, you always see women being underrepresented, especially women of color. Um, I, they always get the role as the damsel in distress. They're never the hero, and I feel like now it's changing a bit where women are getting bigger roles. But I feel like back then they they didn't get as many. But I, I like that I'm seeing that change. Okay, so now the big question. Do you guys prefer streaming platforms or traditional movie screenings? Um, I would say streaming platforms. I mean Yeah, same with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything's digital digitalized nowadays, so you can just find everything on your computer. And yeah. now since COVID started, we've all been isolated basically and we've all turned to streaming platforms. So I feel like that's the big thing now. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, all right. I agree that streaming platforms are really good because we can just pay um little fee and we can watch like various movies and dramas that we want to watch. But uh, sometimes I prefer the traditional movie screening because uh, when we go to movie theater, we can only just focus on the movie that we are watching because it's really dark there and it's really silent there. So it makes kind of mood that we can focus only on the movie. But when we want, when we use our streaming platforms in home, we cannot um like one hundred percent fully focusing on our movie or drama something. So I think sometimes 
it's not bad to go to the movie theater and watch the movie that we want to really watch because yeah so I think it's dependent the situation I'm I mean this is a bit of a toughie for me because although I do like the convenience of just streaming films whenever I like whatever I like there's just something special about just going to you know the cinema because you gotta remember it's not just the film that brings people to the theaters it's also the experience because there's just something that it's irreplaceable about just going to the theaters and it's you know seeing a film in cinema because something that just can't be replicated you know just driving all the way to the theater and then you know going to like getting yourself a ticket going yourself to get the you know like the concession stand and getting yourself like a drink maybe some popcorn and just sitting down and just watching like um the trailers you know what movies are coming next and also some ads and then just and just enjoying the film because it's just that it, it's just that what's very sad is that you know the fact that because of streaming and also because of the coronavirus you know devastating the film industry there's the fact that future generations aren't going to enjoy this sort of like cinematic experience like the joys of simply just going down to theater and seeing a film like this is something that will just be gone like this is something that people will only hear about like future generations in like say like like through like through basically like a, how do I put it this way like through parents you know just screaming to their children you know, like sort of like oral storytelling or written stories or like pictures because that's the only way they're able to experience it themselves and that's just something I want to experience because I know that if theater is just dying and I want to experience this for as long as I can because I know that my kids and their kids and their kids are never going to experience this if things continue to go on this way. Mm-hmm, yeah, honestly, nothing can beat like the power of like the actual movie theater and like the huge screen and sharing it with your family and all your friends. So yeah, honestly, I'm kind of like both sides because I do like um, having the ease of streaming platforms and then I also do like going to the theater with all my friends or my family and just having a big screen in front of me. Okay. Um, so for the last part, um, who wants to say it? On our last note, tell us about your favorite movies and memories attached to them through any of our social media platforms, which is at Gen Z, we are the future. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we can't wait to speak to all of y'all next time. See y'all.